Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Good afternoon. And welcome to the Encouragement Group, the group that we do each and every Friday because we know that weekends are tough. And so many of you guys came into treatment thinking that it's not going to happen for me. It may happen for other people. And you come into treatment and you enter into recovery down. And, you know, there's a grind that we get used to Monday to Friday. You got your morning meetings, you got your lectures, you got your group therapy, you got your lunch, you got your activity, you got your dinner, all that stuff. That routine kind of keeps us going. And then we come to the weekend, and that's where some of us start getting a whole different disease, this disease of wellness, like I've done enough work. Gentlemen, we didn't bring you here to do some of the work. We didn't bring you here to do most of the work. We brought you here so that for once and for all, you can do all of the work. To leave no stone unturned. For those of you who have tried treatment before, you have tried it doing it your way. Oh, sure, you may have been compliant, and you may have listened, and you may have worked hard in group, but when you left, you knew that you left stones unturned. You took shortcuts. You tried to get by without doing all the work. Guys, i got to tell you, you have no bigger fans and no bigger cheerleaders than the staff and the friars here at St. Christopher's Inn. We are in this fight with you. Every step of the way. And those of you who have taken the risks have been rewarded by taking those risks. And when you think about the fact that, you know, when you start asking yourself and telling yourself recovery is for other people, not for me, stop to think about this. We've had more people come through St. Christopher's Inn since 1909 than can fill Yankee Stadium. We have our alumni that come back to us not because they've relapsed. Well, we've had some of those. But we have alumni that come back to share with you that a life beyond your wildest dreams is possible. Our alumni come We had one today come back, look like a million bucks. That life is not meant for someone else that life is meant and is possible for you. And when I thought about what I wanted to talk with you guys about today, I, uh, I, can't, I, I, I thought of this saying, and I say it quite often. It's not obviously, if you read it up there, you know I didn't make it. It's a Dickens thing. But it says, it is the best of times, it is the worst of times. Now, Dickens wrote it was the best of times, but you'll forgive me. When you think about your treatment and your recovery, when you think about the fact that you've hit bottom, hitting bottom is, in fact, the best of times along with the worst of times. See, nobody wants to experience the pain, the suffering, the consequences associated with hitting bottom. When you think of the bottom that brought you here, it doesn't feel good to look back. And yet... Like the saying, 
It is always darkest before the dawn. So too can be hitting bottom. Because hitting bottom for many of you may be the first time or the first time in a long time where you scratch your heads and you say, what worked for me yesterday, right? We spent some time talking about why do we do things? Because it works. Right? Those of you in my PM lecture today, what worked for me yesterday, we hit that bottom, no longer works for me today. It's time to do something different. If we can enter into treatment, if we can enter into recovery with that framework that just because I have fallen, just because I may have fallen again, it doesn't mean that I'm doomed to repeat the mistakes that I've made. That hope and opportunity exists for me. How do I know that that hope and opportunity exists for me? Did you ever stop to think for a second that maybe, just maybe, there have been people that have been worse off than you that have sat in these seats? There are people worse off than you that have slept in your bed, that have found a way to experience that life beyond their wildest dreams? And what is that life beyond their wildest dreams anyway? What is it? What is sobriety? You know, because for a lot of you guys, sobriety stops at abstinence. Oh, I'm sober. So many of you guys talk, you've been through treatment before. I had four years sober. What is sobriety? I didn't use for four years. Okay? Abstinence and sobriety are two different things. The life beyond your wildest dreams is not hitting the lottery. The life beyond your wildest dreams might be to be able to be a father to your child. How about that? How about that for a second? Think about the life you were leading. Think about how you neglected and it took advantage and abused and held hostage anybody that cared about you. How about being in a relationship with a child or a family member where you can look at each other in the eye? where you don't have to be ashamed? How about a life where you can reach into your pocket and pull out money and know that that money's not gone to drugs the minute it touches your hand? How about whether you're involved in the criminal justice system to be able to go to a PO or a drug court and when they ask for a urine, you can feel good and not have to worry and sweat it? How about being able to hold a job and not lose a job because you know that your addiction always came first. Gentlemen, this is the life beyond your wildest dreams. So how do you choose to look at treatment and recovery? Because as we talked about earlier today, how we think about things, how we look at things, our values and priorities of things are what make things true. And if you look at this treatment episode like it's the worst of times, oh my God, here I am again. I've fallen. I'm in a homeless shelter. I'm in a treatment program. All this stuff is BS. Don't buy in. Yeah, you're living in the worst of times. And you can do that. You're more than welcome to do that. Many of you have done that. Where's it gotten you? And for many of you guys, you take pride honor, wear it like a badge of courage, how you don't go along. Some of you guys like to swim upstream. 
And while you're swimming upstream and you're struggling and the current is pushing you and it's so hard. That's like so, uh, how many of you guys go through treatment? You know, when we say, hey, you need to open up in group, you say, watch, I, watch how I don't have to open up in group. Watch how I don't have to be vulnerable. You're swimming upstream, and it's tough. And you look across the way, and you see the people on the other side of the rope, and they're swimming downstream. <laughs> and they seem to be going so easily. And it drives you crazy, doesn't it? Why is it so easy for them and so difficult for me? And all you had to do was move to the other side of the rope. You have all the cards. You have all the tools that you need. To have that life beyond your wildest dreams. If you choose to look at this treatment episode like it is the best of times, it doesn't mean that you're going to be happy all the time. What it means is you can recognize that I have something to be grateful for today. Can you be grateful for the meals that you get? (laughs) Can you be grateful for the treatment that you get? Can you be grateful for the friars that have opened their home to you? Can you be grateful for any family relationships that you have hung on to, the people that have hung in with you? A grateful addict never picks up. Can we choose to look at this? Can we choose to look at today like this is the best of times? And just think think about this for one second. When people graduate from our program, we oftentimes hear them say, you know, I never thought I'd be saying this, but I'm going to miss this place. All right, really? Living with 180 guys, living in a dorm, sharing three bathrooms, maintaining silence on the line, please don't curse, code of conduct that's a, a two inches thick, right? And they leave and they say, I'm going to miss this place. You know why? Because they chose to look at this like hope and opportunity exists for them. Gentlemen, You get to decide whether this is the best of times or the worst of times. If you choose to look at this like it's the best of times, I I I almost guarantee a brighter future is ahead. Can I have a hallelujah? Hallelujah! My God! Hey, guys. I want to give you a little example of how pervasive and how powerful the message of recovery is in this place. And I didn't even realize it myself until this morning. I'm standing in front of the copying machine this morning. I'm trying to make a copy. And I press the button, and the copy machine says to me, wait, performing self-check. Then it does that for a few minutes. Then it says, wait. Performing auto calibration. Shit, the copying machine's doing step 10. Look at this. It's making me stand here and wait for it to do step 10. It's checking itself to make sure everything is working properly before it's going to make my copy to make sure it does it right. I said, even the copying machine is getting the message. This, this place is magic. It's powerful. So, so... You know, there's something very uh, important about that. Keep checking yourself. Before you do anything, perform a self-check. Huh? Recalibrate yourself every time you go into something new throughout the course of the day. Stop. Self-check. Recalibrate. 
You have an internal GPS system. These people, these geniuses, think they invented this GPS system? They didn't invent it. God invented it. We all have one. Listen to it. When you're about to make a wrong turn, when you're about to go the wrong way, this thing is going to say to you, recalculating, just like the one in the car. It's so annoying. <laughs> it's trying to, it's, but it's trying to redirect you. There's something inside you that's trying to redirect you. Listen to it. huh? Don't shush it. Don't ignore it like you trained yourself to do when you were doing your thing, whatever it was out there. You trained yourself to ignore it, and you kept going the wrong way. <coughs> when your internal GPS system says recalculating, listen to it. huh? Get back on the right road. It's going to guide you if you learn to listen to it. All right? Have a great weekend. Thank you, guys. Michael. You know, you know, um, when, you know, one of, one of the things that Michael likes to talk about, he likes to use the analogy of poker. You know, when you play seven-card stud, you don't get a choice in your cards. You have to play the hand that you dealt, right? Treatment, treatment is like five-card draw. You come in with all this baggage. You come in with these character defects. You come in flawed and broken. And through the work that you do here, when you come to realize there is no better place to do this, this is the best of times, this is the best time for me to do this, you get an opportunity to sit in group therapy, to have people uh, uh, analyze your thoughts, your feelings, your behaviors, and you get to say, you know what? You're right. <laughs> I am arrogant. I'm ego-driven. I'm holding my defenses. I'm being, you know, uh, uh, withholding. I could throw these cards back and, le and, and take three new ones and go back in the group and say, what do you guys think of this? That's where change occurs. Gentlemen, if you um, come to realize, if you come to realize that these are the best of times, and you come to realize that you are in no better place and no better position to be doing that work when you are the kind of person who says, I am here to leave no stone unturned. We find that this is a place where miracles happen. At St. Christopher's Inn, we have the good fortune of seeing miracles happen here every day. I'm not exaggerating. Every day. Not you know, what I like to call ordinary miracles. Miracles that are possible for all of you. We're not asking you to land a plane on the Hudson. We're not asking you to go to the moon. We're not asking you to build a skyscraper. But these miracles are open and available to all of you. And at this time, we ask that if you've experienced a miracle just in the past week, if something's happened to you that you never thought was possible, but it did happen, we ask that you take a moment and come forward and share your miracle because not only might it feel good to be able to let people know that a miracle happened to you, but there might be somebody sitting in this room that might keep their feet planted right where they need to be because they heard it's possible for someone else. So at this time, if you've experienced a miracle in the past week, would you please come forward and be willing to share it? Dead air is terrible, so come on. Go ahead. No, don't curse. Yeah. You got to work on the curse. Uh, Basically, 
for 24 years, I knew that there was a God, and I didn't want anything to do with him. My dad passed away. From that point, I was just like, screw this. Like, anything I should do, I shouldn't do. And I finally just prayed on something, like, a couple days ago. I just prayed and prayed and prayed for a sign of what I should do. I totally got a sign, like, five minutes later. And throughout those three days, there were more signs and more signs and more signs. I was obsessing over a lot of things that I didn't want to let go. And finally, I was able to just let it go. The obsession went away, and I actually do believe in a God that I totally want a part of. And that in itself to me is a miracle because I always thought I was going to go through my life totally godless. And this place, I just felt an energy and I found God. Thank you. Yeah. Hi, my name is Joey, track 11. Um, I've been a, I've been experienced in a lot of peace of mind in this place. I've been speaking to counselors and to the community about uh, regrets and getting over my brother's debts and things that I've done. And I catch myself at moments in that peace of mind. And that peace of mind I never had. And that is my miracle. Thank you. Thomas E. Track 10. Um, Like you started off the group, I've always come into treatment with the idea that I can't do it, and I don't know if it's I don't deserve it or other people can get it better than me, but you know, I've been here three times. I walked out of here over the summer, and um, after a pretty brutal assessment with Laura Zick, um, she told me something I've heard a hundred thousand times, is that I'm too in my own head, and I need to speak with my heart, feel with my heart, and um, over the past week, I've felt myself not judging everything that I'm doing, not beating myself up, allowing myself to make mistakes, allowing myself to open up, and I'm approaching something that I've been through before in a whole new way, and, um, you know, for me, that's a miracle. Thank you. Yes. Roger F. Track 12. Um, I refuse to let any younger person, since I'm going to be 65 in July, run over me since I came to St. Christopher's. By run over means that I feel I can compete mentally. I feel I can compete. I quit smoking, which is emphasized so much in this place. I'm not taking blood pressure pills anymore, which it's, it's such a relief to be able to give up those two things. I'm sober for the first time in almost 50 years and I I don't feel like I'm going to be 65 in July I I, I feel that I I have years good years ahead of me and it's just the beginning of the iceberg because before I leave here the miracle has begun but I know it's going to even begin even further. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Kevin M. Track 12. Um, the first miracle is that um, uh, I made it here alive. Uh, the, uh, the second is uh, I came in here very negative. And, uh, you know, today I'm very positive, And uh, I look at things different. I have hope. 
courage I could do anything uh, a day at a time. That's all. Thank you. Dave. Dave, track eight. I am the miracle. I'm the miracle. When I walked through these doors and you guys made me feel so comfortable, you know, and I stayed, I'm the miracle. Each and every day I'm the miracle. I'm here. You understand what I'm saying? You're the miracle. We're all the miracle. You know, you just make me feel so good, you know, being a miracle. You know, like, um, you know, I didn't have to get up this morning and use, man. That was a miracle. You know, I didn't have those thoughts to want to use. You know, I'm focused, you know. Um, I'm just, I just feel like I'm the miracle, man. Thank you. Can I have a hallelujah? Hallelujah. That was strong. Gentlemen, people need encouragement like plants need water. The ones who need it the most are the ones who get it the least. There have been people that have been placed in your path here. People who have been sources of encouragement for you. People who have helped you get through a difficult group, a difficult letter, a difficult assignment, a difficult phone call. People that have helped you keep your feet planted. At this time, we ask that if there's been someone in this room who's been a source of encouragement for you, that you take an opportunity and come forward and recognize that person now. Um, Keeping two things in mind. Um, One, uh, we try to focus on one or two people. Um, When we say, I want to thank the whole community, it just kind of loses some of its power. And two, um, recognize a difference between praise and encouragement. Praise has a tendency to stop at thank you. Encouragement goes the extra step and lets someone know just how their efforts have been helpful to us. So uh, we got quite a long line here, so I'm just going to go ahead and get started. Hi. Hi, Ryan F., track one. I want to encourage Alexander F. Um, He's a man of integrity. You are a man of integrity, and your spirituality inspires me to enhance my relationship with God, and I thank you for that. How are you doing, Mark A, track nine? Uh, I want to encourage Mike in my dorm. I don't see him here. Michael? There he is. Uh, since day one I got here, Mike, you're, you're, you're an awesome guy. You've helped me tremendously. I'm not running out these doors and staying, not leaving before the miracle happens. And you're a beautiful person, and I just want to thank you for everything you did for me. Thank you. uh, you're welcome. Yeah. Maury P, track one. I want to encourage Ryan F., Richard B. and Kenneth G., I don't know if they're all here, but I just want to thank you guys for helping me come out of my shell, pushing me to share more and uh, getting more in touch with my reality. Thank how's you. How's that helped you? It helps me by uh, learning what's really bothering me. Thank you. Raymond B., track 12. Um, I'd just like to thank my man Donald M. right here. Uh, we do laugh and joke a lot, but the last couple of days we've been uh, we've really been kicking it on some deep stuff, man, and that... Uh, that helps me f- feel safe and secure. I'm starting to be able to trust people, and uh, I really appreciate it. So, <laughs> good luck, my brother. Uh, Donald M. Track 9, Raymond B., I was going to encourage you, too. So um, I was going to say the same thing, man. I talked about my daughter, and uh, I felt some type of way, and you came up to me. And uh, you were there. You were ear, ear for me, like, to talk to. And... Uh, it helped me. It helped me a lot, man, to talk to another dude about stuff like that. Helped you know. how? Uh, made me feel comfortable. You know, I can trust somebody to talk to that's not judging me, you know? So, thanks, man. Vincenzo D, track three. I want to encourage my man Craig. He keeps my mood up, you. makes 
Yep, I want, you keep my mood up, make me laugh, uh, you give me advice on a couple doubts I had, and every time I brought up the idea of leaving, you shot it down. Kevin E, track nine. I'm going um, to encourage Steve and my man Don from the door. Um, Steve, just because you be on point and you can tell, and just the little words of encouragement back at me is on point. And Don, you already know you keep me laughing. You know what I'm saying? Remember to use last uh, full names, all right? Edwin, Edwin G. I like to encourage. I don't know his last initial. My track leader, Tommy, over there. Uh, Thomas. We uh, also work together, and he's been a big help to me. I've been venting to him a lot. Talk I've been venting to you a lot. And I know it's redundant a lot of times, but you're always there to, like, hear me out. And, like, yo, it really helps me that you listen. Helps you how? It helps me. It makes me feel more positive. Like, he's doing the same thinking for me. You're doing the same thinking for me that my mind just ain't sane enough to think yet. Uh, also, Zachary R. Where's he at? Where you at? You, from day one, me and you have been talking, everything, same thing. Like, you know, I've been venting you a lot. And you help me out because you may, you have me see the other side of things that, like, I don't want to look at. And I know it's the truth, and it hurts. You know what I'm saying? I look at that. And, yo, for real, man, without you here, I probably would have walked out already. That's the truth. And the last person is Kevin E. He was just up. I knew you from, you know, we came from the same place. And uh, you helped me out a lot. As far as me talking to you, like, the same thing. You make me see the same things that I can't see yet. And I really like, yo, I love you, dude. You know what I'm saying? Right here, man. Thank you. We got about 30 seconds each. Vincent P. Track 5. I want to encourage Michael MC. Uh, I just appreciate everything you do for me, always talking for me, talking to me and everything. And you, you really help me out a lot. You keep me here. You really do. You look like, I look at you like you're my older brother. You know what I mean? I just appreciate you always looking out for me and, you know, making sure I'm doing the right thing. I love you for that. Thank you. How you doing? J.H. Track 10. Jason. Jason. Track 10. I want to encourage four people quickly. Sean, you, the way you share really helps me out. Mark, thank you very much. I love when me and you talk. I got a lot of love for you. Charles, you keep me grounded, man. Thank you so much. And Santino, you call me on my BS, man, and you really made me get honest. Thank you very much. Sean B and John H H for helping me out through my struggles. If it wasn't for you, Sean, I would have been out of here long ago. You know when we what I'm talking about when we were in the other place together. You opened my eyes to looking at life in the re the real life way. And you were honest with me that day. Thank you so much. John H, thank you for helping me out with my grieving with my brothers. Me and you talk. Even though we see each other in all ways, but when we talk, we talk about serious things. And I really appreciate everything both of you guys done for me. Thank you. Thank you. Peter C. Track 10. Uh, I'd like to encourage Jason H. and Alberto C. Both of you from day one have been there for me. You've been there when I've cried. You've been there when I've been upset. You've been there regardless, all times. And I really thank you both for that. And I love you guys. How's that helped you? It's helped me. It's it's helped me get through any everything I've been going through since I've been here. Thank you know. Thank you. Matthew R. Track Seven, Joe. 
Daniel, Kevin in the back. These guys at the, at church when we yeah these guys at church when we uh, when we have trouble with the acolyte, you guys are always there to help us. I thank you so much. I watched you today help somebody too, and God bless you. How's that helped you? It helped. They helped me with the acolyte. How? Uh, I didn't. I got mixed up. I didn't know what to do, and they helped me. They okay. stood there. Oh no! Do this. Do that. <laughs> thank you. Martin M. Track Nine. I want to encourage John and Keith. John, thank you. We we talk. You you challenge me to talk about things that I don't really talk about, and you know I appreciate that because I need that sometimes. You know, and I appreciate it. Thank you, Keith. Had my back since day one. We separated together today. You know, you you're a big part of why I got through this program, and I thank you for that. How did it help you? How did he help? It helped me got through the program. Oh he oh he I don't know he was just there for me when I, when I needed him. Um he pulled me up on my on my. Uh, I don't want to, stuff. yeah, stuff, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, it was just, like I said, just always there and, and watching out for me, and I appreciate it. Thank you. So, when I write, is it the best of times? It is the best of times. Do you see how these are examples of how these are the best of times? Because so many times, you guys have believed that you are no good. You believe that you are valueless. You believe that this was hopeless for you. And yet the long line of guys that point you out and say, you made a difference in my life. How about that? When they say God don't make no junk, that's what he's talking about. So we're going to shut this thing down now before we get to the final segment. Uh, if you would like to learn more about St. Christopher's Inn, uh, you can find us on the web, www.stchristophersinn.org. You can find all kinds of stuff, news events and things. So until next time, we wish you peace serenity and sobriety. Really? And sobriety!